modern day agriculture is in the global spotlight for its contribution to climate change, and no more so in Europe, where the European Union is planning in 2022 to place a label on every item of clothing, informing the consumer of the impact that garment has on the planet. So the product environment footprint, or PEF of wool, you'd think would be good as a natural, renewable, biodegradable fibre, which is 43% carbon by molecular weight. But according to the current measurements used in the analysis in Europe, not so. And this has become a major area of work at Australian Wool Innovation and through the International Wool Textile Organisation, or IWTO. So this is a big issue for wool, and one where you have a direct say, and we'll get to that a little bit later. But welcome to The Yarn. It's the number one wool industry podcast. I'm Marius Cumming. So Angus Island is the Eco Credentials Program Manager at AWI, and he can explain the issue much better than I can. There's growing concern about the global textile industry's environmental impacts. And over the last decade, there's pretty much there's been quite a rush to develop textile rating tools to distinguish high impact clothing from more environmentally friendly clothing. Um, and um, the European Union, they've been developing a scheme they call PEF. Uh, which stands for Product Environmental Footprint, uh, and they intend to have labels showing these ratings on garments in shops towards the end of 2022. And they, they really do have the expectation that European consumers will choose in favour of the planet and buy the garments with a lighter footprint. Um, so PIF clearly has positive intent, uh, but unfortunately, the methodology is immature and doesn't yet provide the full picture about a textile product's sustainability. And if it's in, in, introduced in its current form, AWI has quite serious concerns. It'll cause bias and will favour clothing made from fossil fuel-based fibres like polyester and nylon over clothing made from natural fibres like wool and cotton. Um, PEF is built on, on life cycle assessment methodology, or, or most commonly called LCA. And, and LCA, it's a, it's a widely used rating tool, um, and it works quite well for fully man-made products like, like white goods, for example, or batteries or cars. Um, but it doesn't work well for comparing fully man-made clothing that's, that's polyester and nylon, uh, with clothing made from fibres grown in agriculture. LCA is all about measuring the harmful imp impacts of a product, but it makes no attempt to account for uh, the positive impacts. So, so it penalises the amount of resources needed to make a product, as well as the pollutants released over the entire lifetime of that product. So for sheep, uh, that includes the amount of land, water and energy used on the farm, as well as the amount of greenhouse gas emitted uh, you know, from those sheep and, and farm chemicals that might make their way into waterways. And it is appropriate to measure these negatives, but the positive impacts of wool should all be also be counted you know, in a fair rating system. Um, the fact that wool is renewable and can be grown again each year while ever the sun shines and the rain falls should be counted. Fossil fuel based fibres don't have this positive. 
um, and at the end of life will biodegrade and releases its nutrients back to the soil to be used again. Um, by contrast, synthetic fibres don't biodegrade. They either go to, to landfill and stay there indefinitely or they're incinerated and, and that releases their fossil carbon, which had previously been safely sequestered under the ground, that releases that carbon into the atmosphere where it contributes to climate change. Um, so this, this natural recycling of, resor of resources that's inherent to all natural fibres should uh, score positively by rating schemes like PEF, but unfortunately it doesn't. Um, and in addition to not scoring these positives of natural fibres, PEF meth methodology currently overlooks some of the key negatives of synthetics. For example, it fails to account uh, for microplastics at all. Um, and now the science is still coming in on the impact of, of plastics and microplastics. We don't yet have the full story on them, but we do know that they're endemic in the environment and they're present in much of the food we eat and the water we drink. And we know enough about their harmful impacts uh, to, to need to recognise that we need to account for them in, in a rating scheme like the EU's PEF scheme. Um, Marius, um, PEF also ignores social impacts. Would you like to talk to me to touch on that area? Yeah, sure. You've, <laughs> you've answered very thoroughly so far, so um, why not touch on the social aspect? Yeah, so we really believe that any, any rating scheme that, um, that harms natural fibres will also harm the people in the countries where those fibres are grown. This, this, of course, is applicable to wool, but it's broader than wool. Uh, um, farm fibres are, are a vital cash crop in some of the world's, you know, poorest countries. Uh, where in countries uh, in West Africa, where they grow cotton, and in Peru, alpaca is 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 vital to the uh, to the company, the country's uh, export income, and all of those people over the whole planet that 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 specialise in producing natural fibres will be harmed by a, a system that completely ignores uh, social impacts. So Angus, this has been very concerning for everyone that's known about it. Um, how did this possibly come about, this limitation of methodology? Look, it is it is a, a, a weakness, if you like, of, of the life cycle assessment technique. Um, and um, the systems that um, uh, are using this, we've, we've just talked about the EU's PEF system. The other major system that, that um, is in use for textile is this is the Sustainable Apparel Coalitions Scheme, which they call the HIG Index. It also, you know, has, because it's LCA-based, it has similar similar flaws um, and um, AWI um, has historically worked with these environmental ratings agencies to identify their limitations and and propose solutions. Um, our, um, our LCA spe specialists have published papers in the peer-reviewed literature uh, on, on how to make improvements to the methodology in order to create a level playing field across all fibre types. We certainly, we certainly brought this approach to, to the Sustainable Apparel Coalition Scheme um, and we're doing the same for the EUPF. You know, we believe this approach of working on the inside 
uh, working with the proponents of these schemes rather than throwing stones from the outside, uh, we think on the inside is going to be more fruitful. Well, why is it that livestock in general have suddenly become the enemy of the planet when they've uh, been here as long as we have? That's right. Uh, um, it, I, I think that the impact of livestock's contribution to global warming is is being overstated. Uh, um, we we have to acknowledge that that sheep and and cattle and goats, uh, being ruminants, do. Um, release methane as part of their digestion process and methane is a bad greenhouse gas we have to accept that as as a an impact of our industry uh, um, but it's not but they, this is this gas or this carbon that, that that is part of the methane that sheep emit it's part of the natural carbon cycle and ruminants have been doing this forever um, but but we talked briefly about uh, synthetics. They are made from carbon as well, uh, um, but their carbon uh, comes from uh, fossil fuel oil and natural gases, and that carbon actually had been safely sequestered under the under the ground in in the form of oil or on and natural gas for eons and now that carbon is being released and added to the carbon in the atmosphere which is which is additional carbon that's contributing to climate change and it's not part of the natural carbon cycle be interesting to see what atmospheric carbon has done through the pandemic given that uh, people have been traveling less particularly air travel internationally but uh I dare say livestock numbers across the globe have not changed. Yeah, look, I, I think the, the, there's there's good evidence to show that that the um, that there has been a reduction uh, from transport, in particular, with less tourism occurring uh, um, from uh, in 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 uh, carbon release um, from fossil fuels. So, Angus, look, we're on an unlevel playing field. What have you been doing? What have you been doing? What's AWI been doing to to level that playing field and what can growers do to contribute here because they have an opportunity sure look as i mentioned you know we're working on the inside with these with these systems such as pf trying to improve the methodology um, but we're also uh, um, not just relying on that um, if we don't get traction on the inside you know we, we need to move beyond that and AWI is leading a coalition of natural fiber industries to really raise the alarm bells or ring the alarm bells at the highest level uh, in the EU making clear they're aware that the current methodology just can't proceed to labeling on garments in shops without first of all addressing these flaws we're making it clear to them that EU consumers will be misled by PEF in its current form and that well-intended consumers, you know, may make purchasing decisions that actually cause more rather than less harm to the environment if they go ahead with the labels as as they are. Um, and it's important we generate a really strong uh, groundswell of response to the EU about the weaknesses of their of their PEF system. So we are encouraging uh, wool growers and indeed all parts of the wool supply chain to respond to the EU's consultation on their sustainable textile strategy. Um, that is currently open for, for feedback until the 4th of August, um, so, so time is limiting. And uh, we're in the process of reaching out 
to to Australian wool growers through AWI's networks, encouraging them to to respond to this system. This is also happening the cotton industry. We're speaking to the cotton industry, encouraging them to do so. The alpaca and cashmere industries. We're looking for a global uh, natural fibre industry response to the EU's consultation on this. So that's quite an amazing coalition if you think of sort of cotton growers in Africa and potentially Peruvian alpaca producers. But how do growers do this? How do they complete this survey or how do they contribute? Um, well, uh, we're in the process of doing that. We're, we're, we're using our uh, AWI's networks. We're sending out um, uh, an advice on the, uh, you know, providing the link that you, you use to go on to the EC's consultation process. Um, and, and we're pointing out some of these, the flaws we've, we've just talked about, uh, um, so that um, people are fully armed with all the information they need uh, to, to clearly make the points that, that we hope will resonate uh, in the European Union so that they don't just jump ahead with their labelling system and put it in because, because simply it's a, the deadline has been reached for its, its um, use, but rather they um, take the time to review the methodology, consider solutions that are being proposed by, by AWI and other proponents and, and, uh, and amend it so that, so that it does actually represent a level playing field and isn't biased towards one fibre type or another. So where does this go to from here, Angus? Um, obviously, there's a lot of science on our side and uh, that can easily be proven. But um, what, how do growers uh, participate? Do they contact AWI? Um, and once this survey is done, what's the timeline? Certainly. Well, if, if, if we, um, we haven't reached any particular growers through, through our networks, you know, they're free to uh, um, contact AWI and, and we can provide all of the information uh, um, required to, to make, make it easy for them to respond to the EU's consultation. And, and this is one of, there'll be a number of consultations across the course of this year. Uh, and uh, we, are, we are hoping to get a resounding level of response, um, as I say, from the whole wool supply chain um, to really make the point clearly with the EU uh, that that um, the methodology needs to be fixed before it's before it goes on to garments in shops. Well, Angus, thank you very much for your work uh, that you're doing on behalf of wool growers, and I think uh, it, in many ways it's sort of hidden activity that's not front and centre because it's not on farm research, it's not product research, and it's uh, it's not marketing, and it's uh, it's it's something that I, I dare say many wool growers are not aware of, but. It certainly is flying the flag for wool in uh, what is a pretty big battle. Um, it's a bit of a David and Goliath situation, it feels like. Yes, Marissa, you know, it's, we're working on this problem, but we're not alone. As I say, we are, we are collaborating with all the other natural fibre industries. Um, and uh, I think it's fair to say the wool industry is leading this, but, but they are fully supportive of, of the direction we're going, and they also are reaching out to their stakeholders, encouraging them to uh, participate in these um, consultations. And, uh, and uh, we're looking at um, co-authoring some of these scientific papers with the cotton industry, for example, um, that they have expressed interest in, in doing that. So we're not alone. 
but um, we've got a lot. We've still got a lot of work to do. Well, Angus, thank you for joining us on the yarn, and uh, keep up the good fight. Thanks, Maurice. Angus Island, the Eco Credentials Program Manager at AWI. So, how do you contribute? Well, there's currently a survey taking place on the industries potentially impacted by these rules, as mentioned. And if you feel strongly about this, you can take part. Simply email us at theyarnatwool.com. We'll send you the link. Or alternatively, if you receive the monthly Wool Grow e-news from AWI, the survey will be within that. And we'll also look to place it on wool.com. It's an important area for you to have your say about our fibre. So I hope that's got you fired up for wool. From me, Murray is coming. Thanks for having a yarn with us.